Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I bet you you're going to do better than that for the saints today. I bet you're going to get so excited. Oh, man, Lord bless him right over here. Somebody said I can't plan the saints. So we're going, we just want to not ever give God less than the very best. Where's Gio at? He out the side door? We're glad to have Gio home today playing the drums. Come on. I know you hear me over there. So uh, we're just glad to have Gio home. Uh, I, all week long, the Lord just kept dropping this little nugget, and I, I was trying to work through this language to see, like, is this for me, or what are you speaking, Lord? But I really felt like God was wanting to me to speak on this today about just launching out into the deep. And, and so I, I want us to turn to uh, Luke 5 today. I, actually, I titled this today, A Deep Water Experience. Somebody say, A Deep Water Experience. A deep water experience. Uh, Luke 5, uh, the scripture uh, is, a, again, another very familiar passage of scripture that we all know. Uh, it was on this occasion that Jesus was preaching to the crowd on the shore of Lake Galilee. And there was a vast multitude of people pushing to get close to Jesus to hear the word of God. I noticed that several times in scripture, several times in scripture where Jesus, the scripture said that there was a vast multitude of people that were trying to get close to Jesus to hear the word of God. I, I could preach on this morning an attractional anointing. I will preach that soon. On our anointing has to be attractional. When we get the anointing resting on us, people, you know, we talk about outreach, and I love outreach, Matt. But when we get the anointing on us, we'll attract people to us. We'll be like a magnet that people will want to be around us. There has to be an attractional anointing. That's another sermon for another day. And he noticed two fishing boats at the water's edge with the fishermen nearby rinsing their nets. Everybody say they were cleaning their nets. Jesus climbed into the boat along, uh, belonging to Simon Peter, and he asked him, let me use your boat. He pushed it off a short distance away from the shore so I can speak to the crowd. And Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished, he said to Peter, Now row out into the deep waters, row out into the deep waters, row out into the deep waters, and cast your nets, and you will have a great catch. Master, Peter replied, We've just come back from fishing all night, and we didn't catch a thing, period. And that's where many of us stop. Master, we've been fishing all night, and we didn't catch a thing. I've watched on, you know, Facebook or talked to friends, and they're catching fish like crazy. And so I make plans to go, and it seems like I'm either on the tail end or the front end of the catch. And I don't know who in here has a boat. You own a boat. Who's owned the boat? Who was glad the day you sold it? Yeah, there we go. So, so if you have a boat and you get ready to go fishing, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of preparation. 
you know, when you you look at that boat, there has to be, you know, the the life jackets, and it has to make sure that there's a first aid kit on there, and there's a flare on there, and there's there's uh, all the safety equipment is up to par, and and the registration is on the boat. I have been fishing without it, and and got a big fat ticket for it, and 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 you have to have all this preparation for the boat, and then you got to fill the boat up with gas. And you got to have a spare tire. It seemed like the last few years I've owned the boat, every time I went fishing, I blew a tire out. Had to have a, a, a tire. Had all this preparation to go fishing. And then you go fishing, and you got to buy bait. And you got to buy Gatorade. And you got to get ice. And, and, and I could just go on down the list. And you get out there, and you fish all day, and you catch nothing. And some of those trips that I planned was an overnight trip, so we were getting up in the morning to go fishing again. And it's so discouraging not to catch fish today and be excited about going fishing tomorrow. And so here are these uh, guys, and they are fishermen. They are, they're, they're not fishing for sport like me. They're fishing for food. They're fishing for it's their business. It's their way of life. And they have been fishing all night. And Jesus says, hey, row out into the deep he didn't say just go right there he said you gotta row out you gotta go out a little ways row out into the deep and let's go fishing but master we have fished all night but if you insist we'll go out again and let down our nets because of your word there are many times in our life that we have heard the word of God preached, but we have never had a deep water experience. We've heard God speak, but we've never followed through with the request when he said, come on, load up again. Let's go out into the deep water and let's fish. It's easy to become complacent and just become a Sunday morning salvation and knowing that I have my fire insurance and I'm not going to hell I got I'm saved and I know I'm saved and that's a good thing how many are glad you're saved this morning and you know that you're saved that's a good thing come on let's rejoice over that I'm saved and I know I'm saved but there's something more that God wants you to experience there's something greater he wants you to experience beyond just being saved he wants you to have a deep water experience he wants you to have an encounter with him. He wants you to see the supernatural take place in your life. And it's so easy to be just become complacent and say, this is good enough. But there's so much more than simply being saved. There's an experience that, that he wants you to take that's fishing in the deep waters and the goodness of his heart and the goodness of his love and the goodness that he has in store for you. I am super excited about our home churches and what's going on in our home churches as people begin to navigate and find their destiny and the plan of God for their life. And I believe that it's going to bring us to a place of maturity where we'll walk in these deep places of God and we'll understand the things of the Spirit, but it will activate our lives for more. Everybody say, I want more. I know we said that last Sunday and the Sunday before that and even the Sunday before that, but I want you to want more. I want to, I want to give you an appetizer that's going to put, put something in your heart to say, I want more of God.
I'm not just going to be satisfied with the Sunday morning experience. I was born in Shreveport most of my young life, and I lived in Birmingham for a while and then back to Shreveport in the sixth grade. And uh, my dad would take me on fishing trips and ponds and lakes, and, and, and there were a couple of times that we had ventured offshore on a party boat, but most of the times it was just ponds and lakes. And, and this is kind of look. I just want to put this picture up here of these guys fishing, you know, real excited. That's not me, but I, rem- I how I remember that when you, when you caught your first fish. When you was about that age and you caught your first fish and you was, oh, man, that, fit, that was the biggest fish in the world. And you, you went home and told somebody, and, and, and man, when you caught that fish that your dad or your mom or, or whoever was fishing with you, whoa, he caught a fish. That was a great moment in your life. Do you remember that? You remember that? You remember fishing off the pier and taking your kids, and man, they would, they would p- catch that perch. And, and, and that little brim, and, man, you would celebrate it, and it wasn't even big enough to fillet. You, I mean, you'd have to cook it whole and only get two bites, but it was the best catch in the world. And when we come to the Lord and we experience Him, I do not want to take away from that first experience with God. I don't want to minimize that first experience of God. As a matter of fact, I want us to go back always and celebrate the moment that God began to speak into our lives. The moment that we first experienced Him. That first catch that we had. That first time that we experienced God. But a few years ago, I was asked by a pastor friend of mine to go fishing in some deep water. And I was excited about it, man. I'd never been in really deep water fishing. I'd been offshore a few times and went out to the, you know, 10-mile rigs or 12-mile rigs and, and pulled uh, Red Snapper off off the bottom. But I had never been out tuna fishing, and I was excited about it. And we were leaving on a Sunday afternoon and, and uh, of course, two services on Sunday. And, and I was getting ready and we was prepping and, and I had all, all my gear in the car and I was ready to go. And, and I got in the car after church and I started heading that way and they were calling me. Hey, man, we got the boat in the water. Come on, where are you at? We got to go. I said, I'm getting there as fast as I can. So I pulled up to Fushan and uh grout shell parking lot there at fushan and i pulled up and they were i mean when they tell you when they were saying they was in the boat they were they were actually in the boat and the motors were running they were like we're waiting on you so i jump out of the boat i mean the truck and i run get in there and i realize that no sunglasses no hat i left all my stuff in the truck but they said it's all right we got you my little snack bag Man, I left my snack bag. Who cares about a hat? But I left my snack bag. I mean, that's the worst thing in the world to leave is your snack bag. And so I, I, I jumped in the boat, and we took off. And I remember heading out, and there were seven guys on a 24-foot boat. And I'm just going to tell you, that's a, too many people on a 24-foot boat. But this guy I was fishing with, he's a maniac. And he had all these guys on this boat, and we went out fishing. And and we started out, and I remember the excitement as we drove past all the big ships, and, and, and we left out the bay, and we headed out into water, and we got in open water, and we were trucking, man. And that big old boat was, you know, two motors running, engines blaring, everybody excited. And then it got started getting dark, and um, we passed all the rigs, and then it was nightfall. And then it was real dark, 
And I, I was looking at around that boat as I was sitting on the back in the back of the boat on the ice chest, and I said, "Man, it's dark out here. <laughs> the only light I can see is the lights on the radar, on the dash of the boat." And occasionally we would pass a rig, you know, and the light, the, li- the, the lights on the rig. But I hadn't seen a boat since we left the bay. Hadn't seen a big boat, little boat, cruise boat, no boat. Just us and a big ocean. I want you to put that picture up of that, that journey. So from Port Fouchon to out here where it says Gulf of Mexico, this is called the Green Canyon. It's 150 plus miles, and when you drop off into this part, it's 2,000 foot of water plus. We're headed through the night. And I got to thinking, what happens, what happens if we run into another boat out here? What happens if we get a hole in the boat? What happens if the motors stop running? What happens, and I got all these what happening going through my mind. As excited as I was driving down there, that excitement had turned to fear. And I had started processing what happens. Is there enough life jackets on this boat? I didn't check the boat. Did they have safety equipment? Is there any first aid kit? This ain't my boat. I'm trusting this captain of this boat who is a maniac. (laughs) So we traveled through the night. And at about 2 in the morning, we arrived on whatever, ocean rig whatever 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 and they said here we're here it's time to fish and i was thinking we passed four more rigs why what what's wrong with those but they knew the right place to go so two in the morning we start using these these baits that look like a they look like a uh, look like a big piece of lead and you would put a light on them and they would heat them up and then they would throw them in there and they glow was glow in the dark and you would look into the water, and, and man, you could see those tuna just flying through the water underneath the lights of that rig. And, man, I was, I was all of a sudden, that fear, I was like, oh, man, look at the fish. And then, and then I grabbed that big old rod, that big fishing rod. Now, this one's not nearly as big as that, that one I had. I grabbed this big fishing rod, and I had never held the rod in my hand quite like this fishing rod it wasn't much longer than this and it was a little fatter but the reel was like huge i had never seen a rod with a reel that big as a matter of fact some of the reels they had were battery operated self self reeling powered reels and he said whatever you do don't throw that rod overboard that's about two thousand dollars you're holding in your hand and I said, oh, I feel, I feel really good now because I grew up with a Zepco, you know. I grew up with a Zepco 33. You can buy the whole thing for $33. And now I've got a $2,000 reel in my hand, and, and, and life is getting good, getting exciting. I remember hooking that fish, and, and I, I caught that, I hooked onto that big tuna, and, man, I was cranking that fish in. Just going at it, cranking, 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 and cranking, and then cranking some more. And 
this is a little different experience than I had when I caught that brim. I mean, I remember when I caught the brim, it was kind of like, swing it around on the land, drag it up on the dirt. But now I got a hold of a real fish, and I was cranking on that fish, and I was cranking, and I was cranking, and I was cranking. And I thought, man, is this fish ever going to come in? And he'd say, let it out, let it out. And he'd go, don't put your hand on it, burn your hand. And they're all jumping and screaming, and people are on top of the boat, and I'm on the edge of the boat. And I wish I could just really tell you how exciting it was. I know I'm not giving it, doing it justice. You have to experience it. Me telling you the story is just a story to you. But you have to experience it. And then I, then I pulled that big tuna in the boat, and I want to show you a little difference in the difference. You know, that's not me again. I just stole these pictures, but that's what a tuna looks like. <laughs> tuna, that's a big difference than that little old brim. And in that, in that big old tuna laying on that boat, and it was flopping around in that boat, and, it was, and, and, and you can't just grab it and hold it and put your hand in the mouth and say, look, look at my fish. It's a whole nother experience. As a matter of fact, I, I had drilled in that big fish, and, and a few, as it was breaking daylight, I, I was getting hungry. I was like, hey, hey, what, what we got to eat? And they said, uh, tuna. I said, okay they said there's some bread and they had some wasabi or something on there they put on it and i said no really what we got to eat and they said oh really we got tuna to eat and that tuna's flopping on the boat and they cut the tail out of that tuna and said here i said i'm not that hungry thank you i'm good you know a few hours later i got hungry and I said, come on y'all got to have something to eat we said got crackers and bread and tuna that's what we have to eat and so they cut that, they, they caught another little black tuna, and they, they, they cut that off, and I decided I was going to eat that tuna. And you know what? It was the best thing I ever put in my mouth. You're talking about fresh. That's as fresh as it gets. But here's the idea, though, behind it. When you're going to experience the deep, it's some adventure involved in experiencing the deep. And if you don't catch fish, you don't get to eat. You can't go out there with just the backup plan. You got to go out there with an intention of catching something and a plan to, 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 to see and experience something you've never experienced before. You know, I'm going to use this anyway. There's, a little, there's the little fishing rod, it's for catching little fish. We can get very complacent with just catching a little fish every once in a while. It don't cost us much. Go down to the bank. If we catch something great, if we don't, because we're not dependent on it to eat. It's just a little fish. It's just a little experience. But then there's a big rod for big fish. This is going to cost us something. The experience is not cheap, and, and, and it's going to be take, take you out away from the safe waters to fish for the big fish. You've got to get away from the easy part. You've got you to go out to where it's a little different, a little scary, I might add. 
And if we want to see more miracles, we have to move away from the safety of the shore. And they sang that first song today, and I thought they didn't know I was preaching this. We got to sing that, that, that first song says, He called me out beyond the shore into the waves. He called me out into the deep things of the Spirit. He's calling me out away from the safety of holding on to what's convenient in my life. He's calling me out of the place of where, where I'm comfortable and I feel secure. It's a little scary at times. But the risk is worth the reward. The risk is worth the reward when we say, God, take me into some supernatural places. Take me into the deep places of your spirit. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get to catch big fish with little tackle, God. I need, to, I need you to equip me with the heavier tackle. I have to help you understand something that each of these, t- these rods here have a different test line on them. Oh, let me preach a little bit. This got a little lightweight test line, probably six pounds. You might could catch something bigger than that on it, but probably going to break off. But this, t- this rod over here, it's probably got a 50 or 60 pound test line on it. The greater the test, the bigger the catch. The greater the test, the greater the test, the greater the reward. And God's going to put us in some places that's going to test our lives. And we have to be equipped in preparation for the big things, the big test, because the big test brings big reward. But we fished all night. We fished all night and we caught nothing. But at your word, Lord, I will go. Come on, I want somebody to hear me today. And at your word, Lord, I know I've been fishing all night long and it's profited me nothing. But at your word, God, I'm going to give it another shot. Have you ever been through a test and you felt like in the middle of the test, I I don't know if I can do it again. I don't know if I can go again. I don't know if I can try this again. I don't know if I can make it another day. But then you heard the voice of the Lord and you said, at your word, God, I'm going to push out into the deep. So in Luke 5, they said this. And when they pulled up their nets, they were shocked to see the huge catch of fish. And so much of their, net, so much of their nets were are already bursting. And, and they, they waved at their business partners in the other boats for help. And they needed someone to come and help. And they completely filled both the nets and both the boats until they were sinking. And when Simon Peter saw this astonishing miracle, he knelt at the feet of Jesus. And he begged him, go away from me, master, for I'm a sinful man. And Simon Peter and the other fishermen, including his fishing partners, and I'll name all of them. They were awestruck at the miracle of the catch. But then watch what Jesus says. He says, do not yield your fear, Simon. Yield to your fear, Simon. From now on, you will be catching men for salvation. And after pulling their boats to the shore, they left everything behind and followed Jesus. They left everything behind and followed Jesus. The miracle was not about how many fish they caught. Oh, we get caught up in the miracle sometimes. We get caught up in the moment sometimes. Did you hear about the miracle? We get caught. Did you hear how many fish we caught? But there was a test of obedience that God was saying, hey, I want to give you a new line. 
I want to give you a new understanding. There's a test of obedience that I want to put in your life. If you will push out into the shore, I'm going to show you some new and, more, and some deeper things of the Spirit. He said, let's just push out a little bit deeper. Let's go out a little further. Let's, let's experience a little more. But, Lord, we have t- we're tired. We're tired. We fished all night. We caught nothing. Our nets are washed and put away. It takes time to wash nets. It takes time to scrub the boat. I, rem- I know when you get back from fishing, the fishing part trip's not over. I mean, all that work getting ready, it's twice that much work cleaning up. Come on, anybody had a boat, you know what I'm talking about. You're back and you're cleaning up the boat, and especially if you've been fishing because it's got fish slime in it, hopefully. It's, at least it got bait slime in it, maybe no fish slime. And you've got to clean all that up. And they said, Lord, we are tired. We've been fishing all night, and we've already put away our nets and scrubbed the deck. I know that you're a great teacher, but understand, we're professional fishermen. We just got back. We just got our stuff clean. And we want to go to sleep. We don't want to go out into the deep. Here, Lord, if you want to go fishing so bad, here's your little rod. You can stand here on the bank where you've been teaching and you can catch a few fish. But we're going to go sleeping. We're not going to go. We've been fishing all night. No, that's not what they said. They said, because of your word, God, we're ready to experience the more. At your word. At your word. They experienced a deep water understanding. They received a greater call for their lives when they went back fishing. And there's something greater that God's trying to tell you. I want to tell you this morning as I close this morning, don't yield to your fears. Don't yield to those things of the anxiety of your life and the fears of your life that keep you from saying, God, I want more. Don't yield to those places where the enemy says, hey, hey, I wanna, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all you want right here. No, we've got, we got to have this place in our life that says, I want more. And God, you're calling me into the deep places of the Spirit. You're calling me into the deeper things of the Word. You're calling me into greater understanding of who you are. And here's the deal, folks. You can hear about all the miracles and people can come through and preachers can come by and friends can tell you about their experience and about the miracles that's happened in their life. But you will never fully understand until you've had a deep water experience yourself. You'll never fully understand no matter how big a sermons or stories you've heard. And you can go repeat those stories. But there comes a time that you've got to say, you know what? I'm going to do what you asked me to do, Lord. Even though I didn't catch nothing. Even though we fished all night. Even though I haven't seen a miracle yet. I'm believing, God, there's a moment that's coming that I'm going to get to experience what you're talking about. Don't get caught up in the moment. Don't get caught up in the moment and live in yesterday's revival and yesterday's story. You see, I I can tell you about my fishing story, but it's an old story. I need a new story. I need a new experience. 
that you hadn't seen nothing yet. You're just on the brink of a breakthrough. You're just in the middle of your greatest moment, the greatest harvest you've ever seen. Don't put your nets away and go back to sleep. Don't say, God, I've already fished too much. And I know the Scripture tells us, don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season, you're going to reap if you faint not. We become satisfied with just enough, but there's more. Here's what I've come to tell you this morning. Here's what I've come to tell you in this simple little message today. Here's what I've come to tell you. There's more for your life. There's a miracle that's wanting to happen in your life. And the greatest test that you're going to come to in your life is the simple yes to God when he calls you out into the deep. When God comes and he speaks to your heart and he says, hey, just roll out into the deep. Don't give God your excuses. Don't give him, God, but God, I've already been there. I've already done that. I've already said, God, uh, don't give God your excuses. Just give God your yes. Okay, God. At your word, Lord. At your word, Lord. I, I'm, I'm ready to see a supernatural take. At your word, Lord. I know, Lord, that there's something that I hear in your voice that's greater than what I've just, what I've already experienced. And so I'm going to let down my nets, Lord. Believing. Now, I don't know. I wasn't there, obviously. But I know human nature. They were rowing out that boat out there, Carter, and they was thinking, yep. Jesus was probably encouraging them, come on, a little farther, a little farther. Oh, okay. Waiting on him to say, this is the right spot. A little more, a little more. Probably one of them was thinking, is this good enough? A little more, a little deeper. Go a little further. Keep rowing. I got something greater for you. And when they got to the spot, they started to let down those nets. They was probably thinking, man, I've let down my net before. and We were just here last night. I just passed this situation the other day. But see, there's a difference, though, this trip. The difference this trip is Jesus is calling you. And you're in the test of your life of obedience to say yes. I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm just going to just add my little opinion to the end of this chapter, okay? Can I, just, can I just let my imagination go a little bit? Here's what I think. I think if they would have had more boats and more nets, there would have been more fish. I think they run out of nets and boats before they run out of miracle. And I just got something to leave you with this morning. You're going to run out of nets and boats before you run out of miracles. You're going to run out. You're going to run out sometimes. Of, of the, uh, 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 you're, you're going to just go back to that barrel and there's going to be more meal in the barrel. Why? Because I said yes over there. You see, I, I got to believe that the woman, the, 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 wife, the mother in the and the boys ran out of oil because they ran out of vessels. Because the miracle maker don't run out of miracles. He never runs out of miracles in your life. 
And if you think you're out of miracles, you're not listening to the right voice. If you think you're out, you're, that your time is over, you're not listening to the right voice. And if you're still fishing with a, a Zepco 33, your faith ain't big enough. You need to get out the big line. You need to get out the courage. And you need to say, God, take me wherever you want to take me. I'm going to trust you, God, with my life. Take me where you want to take me. I'm giving you my yes today. Bow your heads all over this building.